0: Hey, Lady Ada, what
1: is this?
2: Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to a new year full of makery goodness. It's me, Lady Ada, with me is Mr. Lady Ada. We're here at the Adafruit Factory, where we're kicking off 2020, making all the cool electronics crafting and tutorials that you know and love. But right now we're going to check in with folks from around the world for the next half hour of show and tell. So come on by, what are you 3D printing? What are you crocheting? What are you electronicsing or coding? We'd love to see it. We got some folks from the Adafruit community, and of course, our esteemed guests. We'll get out of here at 720 uh, 7, uh, sorry 755. take about 25 minutes when we call on you. Please unmute your mic. Give us a demo for two, three minutes, and we'll get to everybody. Let's start off with Melissa.
3: Hello. First of all, I wanted to show that we got a new kitten here that Oh yeah. That's nice. His name is Pixel.
2: Oh, that's cute. He's pixelated.
3: Exactly, and speaking of pixels, I have this little matrix that I I added a shift function onto. I had originally, I made it last year sometime and put in the featherwing library, but I wanted to put it on some additional uh, matrixes and uh, I put it on here and as you can see, it's actually going really smooth and fast.
2: That's nice
3: yeah and so I'm working on like trying to kind of revamp our ht sixteen k33 library for the all the little different segmented displays and stuff um and make it so it's working as useful as possible for everybody
2: okay can you can you show the kitten again?
3: <laughs> I can.
2: oh, it is cute cat. <laughs> I know, It'll a little terrified, they're like, what's going on, why was I born, what am I doing here? Just, just
3: <laughs> Basically. yeah. starting this, yeah. Starting it's this inter, journey. It's internet fame.
2: I know. All right. <laughs> well, well, we'll see look, you then. Welcome Pixel. nice
3: look
2: to meet you. Welcome Pixel. I'm sure you uh, might sure the best owner ever. Yeah. <laughs> or are you rotten. Lots of treats. All right, next up, let's go to GP.
4: Right, JP. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Okay. So, the... Bluetooth LE continues. I'm, I'm deep in Bluetooth LE land. And uh, what I wanted to show today is that now that we've got uh, BLE happening inside of CircuitPython, uh, we're going along and adding libraries for the different uh, services and BLE HID is next on our list. So uh, the ability to emulate keyboards and uh, game controllers and that kind of stuff, uh, human interface devices over Bluetooth LE that's uh, what we're doing. So right now I've got a NRF52840 feather and I'm just using our cool little uh, breakaway button pack. You can snap these off or just leave them together like I have. And right now I've just got uh, the first one connected. I'll be connecting, I'll be connecting all, all five of them and I'll show that off on my show tomorrow. Um, but what you'll see is uh, you, can, you can add my shared screen fill if that's possible, but you'll also see it pretty yeah. easily right here uh, is that when I press this one button I am now Bluetooth keyboarding the letter A. Ah! Aha! Okay. Uh, and so I've also done this with a, a full blown keyboard, kind of as a bridge with uh, the uh, Circuit Playground Bluefruit plugged into a computer and it's just re- receiving um, serial from the REPL and Moo. But then it's blasting all of that uh, BLE HID keyboard goodness off to another device like a, uh, an iPad, is what I've been testing on. So. Uh, I've got some other um, projects in mind with this, uh, probably doing a rotary encoder one now and maybe some other stuff in the future. Um, but that's what it's looking like to be able to uh, really easily make a BLE keyboard uh, device. With yeah, we have
2: bonding now, which is yeah. the, the best
4: part. This is the best part. Yeah. So, so we've now got, um, when you pair, the bonding takes place and the bonding essentially is the device remembering that it's, been paired to that other device before. So then when you turn this off and turn it back on, you don't have to go through pairing again. It just immediately picks up where you left off and you can continue typing, which is really convenient. You kind of take it for granted when you don't have it, it's really painful because every time you upload your code, you then have to go and reset things. Instead, now it's uh, it's bonding, uh, thanks to some stuff that Dan Halbert's been working on. Awesome,
3: All right, Bye, then thanks Tomorrow JP. At 4 p.m. Eastern time, GP will be live. And one of the other things to look forward to everyone, even if you're an expert in do this stuff, there is a lot of terminology and a lot of things about Bluefruit and specifically Bluetooth that's never been explained. And get ready. there is God. there yeah. is hope and help. There's things like services and profiles and all that. And I think everyone's been purposely confused so they just buy something from Apple, or you know it's already like there's nothing to look at on the inside of it. But all this stuff is possible to understand. We'll have that soon. So thanks, JP, for demystifying the world of Bluetooth.
4: Yes. Thank you for helping me become demystified on it. So right.
2: now, now best, an expert.
3: Best way to, to, te- to teach is to, to not know best way to learn. About,
2: this is, yeah. Best way <laughs> to teach is to pretend to be one day ahead.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. All right. uh, six hours ahead. All right. All right. I'll see you tomorrow.
2: Thanks, JP. All right. Next up, Scott and his blinking teensies.
5: Hello. So uh, I took a break from Bluetooth because Arter committed the IMX RT support. Um, for those of you who don't know, the IMX RT is a new product line from NXP. And the the selling point is that they're pretty cheap for the fact that they're like at minimum 400 megahertz capable. Uh, they're Cortex M7s. And so. Um, we got, I, I did a board definition for Teensy and I actually shared it earlier this week. People have been really excited. So you may have seen that. Um, that's what's on here, uh, blinking this LED. Now, I, instead of using time.sleep, I'm actually just using a big for loop that like 4i in range of a million or something is, my, is the way I'm delaying. Um, and I'm doing that because it can give me an idea of the actual performance of CircuitPython. Uh, the challenge of fast processors is that they end up going faster and faster while the memory that stores their code and data doesn't actually speed up very much. So um, as you get more fa- as things get faster, you have to be more careful about um, where the code is that it's running off in um, and how the caches that kind of keep the stuff that you didn't know you needed, uh, but when you need it uh, available. So I. Uh, I've been trying to get us going, kind of like at 600 megahertz. Where, um, so what I've got here is uh, this is the Teensy with the build that that we pushed on the forums, um, and then this is the dev board for the same chip. And this green LED here is uh, the equivalent of the orange LED. Now I've actually clocked this. Uh, I'm clocking this flash chip on here slower uh, because I'm actually hooking it up to my Salier. And this actually, this lets me see exactly what the processor is trying to read as it goes along. Um, and the goal is to basically not have to need it to read anything while it's just doing a very basic CircuitPython script. Um, and then I, I did some optimization already. So I have one more teensy to show you. Um, and so this is utilizing those, those caches near the CPU better. Um, and, but this is the same CircuitPython code here. And you can Ooh. see, I mean, it's probably interlacing with the... No, you can
2: see it's flashing so fast. It's like, is that is that a bug? But it's actually just flashing that fast.
5: Yeah, so I, I actually measured it with a salier and it is about 10 times faster. Um, so that's not a final number at all, but it's an important lesson that as CPU speeds get higher, you have to be more careful about uh, where the code is coming from that it, that it is. Yeah. And the cat's upset. I don't know if you can hear her. She's yeah, chewing up. Is- She's chewing on boxes because I'm talking.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Well, at least she's not pitching over the trash can anymore.
5: It's true. That box <laughs> needs to be taken out anyway. All right. Well, maybe All she's right. trying to help you recycle. And uh,
3: tonight we will be showing some of the um, Teensy stuff that Lady Ada did over the weekend. We were able to uh, – we're calling it Teensy because it's IOT. Um, we were able to yeah. use a yeah. and an airlift. <laughs> and uh, – <laughs> We were able to do an IoT project with the Teensy, which you normally don't see um, in a matter of minutes. It, it took longer to. Uh, we had to stop to answer the door, um, yeah, and then eat. Um, yeah. Than it normally takes to do like an IoT project like that. That was the biggest part of that project. So tune in for that tonight, so you can see Teensy do all we sorts might of even things. Am giving
2: away Teensy?
3: Probably will, um, because mm-hmm. once you get Circuit Python, you get all these things that go along with it.
2: It's so cool. I'm so excited that yeah, we were we were looking at this chipset, and uh, you know we thought. You know, Scott and Dan and, and I and everybody else in the, you know, circuit the community was thinking like, what after Sam D51, there's no Sam D71, right? There's no Cortex yeah, M7 version. So what, what should we target next? What's the next step up? And this chipset was kind of a guaranteed winner. I mean, pricing, performance, RAM, flash capability. It's elusive. high
5: speed USB, high speed USB, yeah. We're not even we're
2: making use in. of that yet. Well, yeah, we haven't even started. I mean, there's such cool stuff built in. And uh, yep. Arthur even put up like, you know, 50 different GitHub issues. Like, here's mm-hmm. a purple. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to yeah. see, okay? <laughs> oh, we'll
3: have some of the previews of the uh, Feather version uh, tonight on Ask an Engineer as well.
2: All right. Well, so. thanks, Scott. Scott's Yeah,
5: so, so we'll be all ready for new boards. Yes.
2: Yep. But while supporting the existing community of boards, which is also great.
5: Totally.
2: Everyone gets to join in. All right, next All right. up, let's check in with Knowing Pedro. Hey. hey what's Pedro. up, everybody? Hey,
5: guys. So, uh, this week we have a 3D printed frame with hey. acrylic panels. Oh, that's Isn't a
2: good cool it? <laughs> Yeah,
5: it's a frame.
3: And this is hey. a really cool request by you, Omar. You found this uh, somewhere on your Twitter feed. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, so and, and, really cool. like, and I was thinking, like, oh my God, we've never done an uh, infinity cube.
5: Right, we have a like a little small infinity, like a pocketable infinity cube. But this is like nice because it's got all the edges and things. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is running Circuit Python, and the main uh, board in there is the Itsy Bitsy NRF52840. So we can do some Bluetooth control. So uh, I got the Bluetooth L- uh, Bluefruit Connect app for iOS or Android. So we can use any of the buttons to trigger different animations. So I'll do that now. Boop,
2: boop. Oh. Yeah, like button,
5: one, and yeah, and this is using
2: it, the an- uh, LED animations library that Katni and Roy worked exactly, on, yes. which makes this kind of more advanced. Actually, it reminds me a little bit of fast LED. I mean, we love fast LED, but it's 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 for Arduino only. And we were, and we were like, what can we write that's similar? And this was kind of what we came up with. Are you dropped, okay.
6: I'm, yeah, I almost dropped it. All right. Well. I'm good. It fell in my lap. It's
2: I okay. Happened. Good. It <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so, it looks great.
5: Yes, yeah, so Thank tune you. into a three D hangouts, we talk about how we cut the acrylic for
3: this. It's actually a pretty thin acrylic, so we can use like a hobby knife to score it and snap it in two. We have a nice little three printed base cover here. It's inspired by a really cool project on Instructables, but we wanted to vastly simplify it, so we don't need to use any film. Uh, we don't need to cut a bunch of uh, different like LED strips. So it's pretty much just all wrapping around it, and we're just tracing these squares around it.
6: Cool. And
3: uh, very nice, right, great work.
0: All right, good work, good project.
2: Kicking yeah. off 2020, starting it strong. Yeah. That Phil B also probably has some LEDs to show off.
0: Who is that though? That's like the that's like the old SGI logo. I like that. I <laughs> they just printed.
2: They just
3: printed it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, an update to a thing that I showed uh, either a couple weeks ago or eight years ago, depending uh, when when you joined us. Uh, I have uh, th- this is a kit we're working on with a Raspberry Pi and a Matrix, and it's just kind of a blinking light type of project. But I got the, the audio spectrum uh, viewer working on here. It has a USB mic uh, over over here for uh, audio input. So uh, any ambient music or sound that's playing, uh, you get some uh, dancey lights along with it.
3: That's great. If this yeah. wasn't CES, it would have been like best of show. So I'm glad that we're keeping up with uh, the consumer electronic it. industry. Because you can make this yourself. You can look at the code. You can improve
0: it. Um, yeah. It's, I, I, I hope people will improve it, improve it. Um, like just graphing like FFT output like actually doesn't look really good. And so I, I have to do lots of, you know, lipstick on a pig uh, <laughs> with the FFT output to try to make it look uh, more interesting. And so it's
2: it, yeah, like it's like the highs and lows that you have to like normalize them. you know, they don't. Yeah, they don't look good if it's the yeah. true data.
0: Right. Exactly. And so I've, I've, you know, voice is all going to be in a window down, down here, whereas music's going to go up into the mm-hmm. higher notes. Uh, that's why it's not fully lighting up there, but um, at least, you know, I, I have the start of something that's it's fun to look at. I yeah, it's yeah.
2: Yeah. fun to look
0: at fun. Yes. So really? that's, that's what I got going. And we got the, 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 the sand grain demo. We've got some clocks and gift player It'll be that kind of thing yeah.
2: going on. Right. Spectro is your plastic pal that's fun to look at.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, good stuff. All
2: right, thanks. We'll be coming soon. Okay. All right, let's check in with the community.
3: Next up, we're going to go to Drew and Helen. And then after that, I'll let, you get, let everyone know that, who's on deck. Uh, Liz will be after that.
2: So. Okay, Drew and Helen, welcome Hello. back. It's great to see y'all.
1: Hello. Ah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so cute. Hello. <laughs>
1: So we were just at a, uh, a music tech uh, makerspace here in Berlin called The Common Ground. Uh, we were doing a, a, a crackle box workshop with Nick Collins.
6: And Nick Collins, if you're interested in music technology, analog music technology, like mm-hmm. I am, he wrote the one of the earliest iconic books called Handmade Electronic Music, all analog, all kind of DIY, really cool book. But he made these really cool uh, crackle boxes.
2: Uh, oh, look at that, beautiful
6: isn't it nice nice. and what's on the back It's purple (laughs) Um, and then we find this is like a scavenged um
2: speaker speaker. yeah a giant
6: speaker and essentially all is on the back is a little chip called the lm386 it's basically indestructible and then on the gold on the front all you're doing is your Noise box.
3: Here it is. I'm going to add-
6: All it is is a nine volt battery, two capacitors, and um, uh, a little chip. So that's what we did tonight. <laughs> yeah,
3: and you were—it was live playing through spectra over there too. So you yeah. Can- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Oh,
6: nice. yeah, the, it- Wait, sure that Yeah. The
1: internet amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing I wanted to share oh, yeah. was, um, let's see here if I can pull up the window. So in eight weeks in Manhattan is going to be the uh, Open Harbor Summit. Okay. Uh, and uh, so if people haven't already, go to um, the, go to uh, 2020.oshwa.org uh, and you can buy tickets on there, um, 2020.oshwa.org. Um, and one of the things we're planning on doing is um, having a little wristwatch form factor badge, um, which you can check out this page here on hackadata.io is the project page. Uh, we have a few renders here of what it's going to look like. Um, so this is the front, uh, we're gonna have a small LCD with uh, four buttons and on the back, we've got the NRF uh, 82540 on there uh, in the Regato module. So we're going to be able to run Circuit Python on it. yay! Uh, oh, okay. Shout out to uh, Alex, uh, Camilo, and Michael Welling, who have been helping design this. And if anyone's interested, they can check out this Hackaday.io project page where we're um, keeping all the progress on there.
3: Okay, cool. We'll put this in the newsletter. And um, whenever you're ready, uh, do a pull request to add it so it uh, ends up at circuitpython.org slash downloads. Awesome.
2: Cool. We'll
3: be hitting 100 boards soon. so
2: Yeah, get, get this, because we're doing beta soon. Get this, even if yeah, it's not finished.
3: Next beta is this week.
2: Yeah, so you want, if you wanna make it to before release candidate, even if you don't, if, even if you have to update it later, just get something in.
1: Okay, definitely. That way,
2: that way you'll get the binary generated for you. It'll be, yeah. that's what I do. Okay. All, right. All right, thanks. Cool, All bye. Right.
7: Thanks, bye. Liz.
3: Okay, next up, let's say hello to hey, Liz. Hello, Liz.
7: Hey, how's it going? Hey, Blitzy Blitz. Um, so I've been working uh, with Noah on how, on um, updating the uh, Pi Portal weather station um, one thing we're doing is adding in alarms. Uh, so if I can get this to, um, this bitmap uh, isn't formatted correctly. That's why it's looking a little weird. But basically, you'll be able to snooze and dismiss. So I'm going to go ahead and snooze it. And then um, I'm just kind of running the stock uh, weather um, that was already in the product form. I've just added the date at the top. Uh, and I'm going to share my screen, which is a calculated risk. Um, Screen, okay. Um, Are you guys seeing Moo? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, So I added in the date um, by just uh, basically uh, adding in another text um, area and putting a date text, and then adding it into the update time, which updates um, the time every 30 seconds in the main script. Uh, And then I added in this um, calendar.py that kind of works similar to the secrets.py, where um, I have the alarms kind of embedded in, and they're all random from the testing I was doing today. Um, and then also timers. So if you want to change the time that an alarm is snooze, you can just do it right here instead of having to go like deep into the code. So um, that's been pretty fun to iterate on. And uh, then everything's kind of updating down here, uh, depending on how the, the time is or the day of the week. Uh, nice. and then, um, if I go back. We can't
2: wait to see this new guy. It'll be awesome.
7: Thanks. And then the alarm came back after I snoozed it, and now I can dismiss it, and it's back. All right. Nice work. Thank you. Good updates. I
3: think it'll be neat to see what people do with more um, resources to make their own clocks because there's so many things when you want to wake up or don't wake up, a Tamagotchi that can start to get, you know, you're killing it unless you get up. It's like, oh, no, I'm hurting the little bunny or like, yeah. And there's so many things that donate. It, it's an IoT platform, so it could donate money the longer you sleep in. There's a, <laughs> there's all sorts of things that you can do with your own alarm clock. So thanks for working on this, Liz.
2: All right. Nice work, Liz. All right. Okay.
3: Next up, we're going to go to uh, AT Makers, and then we're going to uh, end with Coding Pro. So if you each keep it to like... Three minutes apiece. Three, four minutes each, we can get to
2: both of y'all. Hello, Bill. Hi, Bill.
8: Hi, guys. How are you? Can you hear me okay?
2: Yes. Hello.
8: Good. So good to see you, haven't uh, been on in a while, been kind of swamped. Actually went up to New York and saw the last uh, week of uh, Waitress, which I'm sorry you missed. Uh, but I um, had something big coming up and I, I'm gonna get distracted to thank somebody too, so don't let me forget. But in two weeks, we have our one of our biggest days of the year, uh, if you wanna show my screen for a second. Um, this is last year, so this is the ATIA Maker Day. So this is the one day of the year where the AT industry kind of lets the makers run the show. And we come in on Saturday. And if you, if you look at this, uh, this group here, we've got uh, five different robotics teams and two college uh, STEM programs. Uh, We have professionals from um, uh, the occupational therapy department of university of New Hampshire here, all these folks get together and they don't, they're not talking to each other, right? What they do is they take over and teach, all the people who come to atia so these are high school kids teaching uh ots and speech pathologists how to solder um, here's people talking about what they're doing to help out in their community this is like a huge day there's like hundreds of people who who actually join us and um learn about making a lot of them don't know that the maker movement exists uh they get to see what the kids can do which is which is always amazing um, and it is the Saturday, fe- uh, February the first. Uh, it's one of the best conferences to go to if you've never gotten into AT. Uh, you've got lots of people, and hopefully this is still muted. Uh, you get lots of people who actually are impacted and users of assistive technology who come and find solutions for what they're what they're needing, and we help them do that. This is all homemade gaming stuff. That's going to be a big part of this year's uh, show. We have a good gaming lounge there. In fact there are any gamers out there who want to show off um, we need some people to help man-, man that and show off that you're using uh specialized devices with the xac and things like that um i don't know if you're still sharing but let me uh, come back for a second i want to actually take the time to thank the folks in circuit python i got a question from somebody who i won't call out here asking hey does the AT community really need the bluetooth the HID stuff and Yes, it's like it's the most important thing we've been waiting for. It's absolutely huge. Um, Bluetooth HID specifically on iOS and the Mac can control something called switch control. And that's huge. It lets you completely inc- control the entire operating system with external switches, with head nods, with, nods, with um, you know th- all the things that we can connect to circuit Python. If we, all the sensors we can use, if we can send out hid commands to ios over bluetooth it can control that operating system so thank you to dan and scott shawcroft and everybody in there who's done the testing on this i know it sucked um, but it is a huge deal that that has released and we're going to have lots of things uh to share I, I did tell that person who will remain nameless because he's on here um that uh we have great videos and chris young did a great job of explaining how to use hid uh, for uh at
2: yeah no, it's exciting. I and mean, we've had HID for microcontrollers for a while, but getting that blue yeah. HID because you need bonding and like that, you know, Dan yeah. has like, he's a, he's like the dogged Dan. He's been working on it for like three months. yeah. And he's like, I just want to make sure it works really well, it works very reliably. And he, you know, we're getting the beta out now. JP's trying to write some projects for it. Yeah. And it'll be really neat because you'll have the, the Circuit Playground Express, you know, this $25 board will be able to do alligator clip to Bluetooth HID so easily. We're really looking forward to remaking a bunch of our AT projects, but fully wireless and right. really oh,
8: and, cost and configurable. And listen, the Circuit Playground Bluetooth is the most magical device in the world if it can control iOS. That's right.
3: right. Yeah, we're going to show a really good demo tonight um, using Circuit Playground Bluefruit uh, to show a live digital puppet.
8: Yeah, so absolutely,
3: right? You know what that means, yeah. All right, right you got anything else, Bill, before we go
8: to Coding Pro? No, I, think, I think I'm think i good. I'll have more stuff. I'll probably be on next week, though, to remind you about uh, April. Yeah. It's free to go to the ATIA Maker Day, so uh, sign up and go. All
3: right. Well, thank you so much, Bill. And when the um, beta comes out and everything, uh, maybe you and I can talk offline. If you can make little snippets of video of showing this stuff in use, we can put the word out because I think um, we're usually a leader in a lot of things, and a lot of people copy us in the good way, the right way. So maybe yeah. if we get the word out on this other um, microcontroller platforms, other frameworks, other people will see um, how many things get unlocked in people's yeah. lives
8: just because. Yeah. I was uh, very excited when he uh, asked that question because it implied that the bonding worked. So okay. I was very happy.
2: No, no. <laughs> like, As of like 2 p.m. today.
8: Yep.
3: yep. So, Thanks so much.
2: All right, cool. Thanks, Bill.
3: All right, Coding Pro, place out.
7: Um, so my friend really likes uh, YouTuber intros. So I decided I had this extra Adafruit soundboard, the two megabyte one. Okay. Um, I just converted the intros to Ogg files. And since those are more compressed and I didn't need to worry about the delay. Yeah. Up close, I have all these buttons. These are volume. These are the different sounds. Okay. I press this one. Yeah, okay.
3: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I have it was board, built for this.
7: The board here, the, uh, the, the amplifier, here, the Kano board, and uh, you know the Kano computer kits. Yeah. 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 I took the one of my old Kanos had an extra amplifier, so I just took it off and then soldered it to work with. That's it, a good idea. Connected it to the.
2: That's good recycling.
7: Speaker. Yeah.
3: All right, well, All right. like, the, share, and subscribe. The, yeah, the only thing it's missing is as seen on the show until sticker that you can put on the back. Okay. And then you can make a video with it playing that. And then you can send it to us, and we'll post that. And it'll be the number one video on YouTube. No, no, no. Um, oh, wow. the, a, a few extra people will at least watch it.
8: Okay.
2: All, right. All right, awesome. Well, thank work. you so much, Going Pro. Bye. All right. Thanks, everybody. We got to everybody missing
3: time. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. We'll be on Ask an Engineer in just a couple minutes. Uh, We do this every single week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much for showing and sharing all of your projects and more. And special thanks to the entire community that decides to spend a little bit of time with us every single week.
2: Bye, everybody. Bye. See you in 90 seconds.